Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 54 of Casting the Net. This is the second episode in our multi-part series on the sacraments. And today they talk about how God uses physical things to help us to see creation for what it is. They also talk about how the sacraments are tough to accept because we live in a world that has been demystified. So hope you enjoy episode 54, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, we're back for another episode and we're glad that you are with us. I'm Father Dave, my co-host Rick, and we are Casting the Net. And last time we launched into what will be a multi-episode series on the sacraments, and I was just recalling, Rick, how last time we were together, you shared beautifully some of the some of the struggle of um, family life uh, in 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 an honest way, and how God kind of reached through that struggle and helped you to gain a perspective hmm. that initially it wasn't present. Did I remember that correctly? Or am I you, making that up? No, that is a hundred percent. accurate. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you had still, another week like that. Still <laughs> seared into my memory. <laughs> so, so I had a, but that's good. I mean, the wounds are proof that uh, it actually happened. Right? That's right. He and, does. He rises from the dead and does not take away the wounds. Absolutely. He bears the wounds that are now glorified, healed, remedy. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a chance to be present for a, to celebrate a funeral mass of a 91-year-old man, extraordinary man in the Cincinnati area who himself is the father of 14 children. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw this this weight lifted. (laughs) (laughs) You just grew three times. It could be 14. So how's that for perspective? Yeah. Yeah. You've got a ways to go, huh? That's right. (laughs) 14 children. I don't know how many grandchildren. I don't remember that, but it's quite a few. And... After um, heading down there and celebrating the uh, the funeral mass, <clears throat> uh, working my way to another part of the state of Ohio <clears throat> before returning to Toledo, all of a sudden I have a gauge going or a um, an indicator in my car that I got a flat tire. Oh no! But I'm thinking I'm not feeling anything, and it's showing it's showing a right front. Yeah, but I'm not feeling it. Kind of ignoring it. <clears throat> Finally decide, you know, probably should check it, I guess. So I pull over, get out, look at the front right. It's fine. Hmm. No issue at all. Get back in the car and I continue. And the gauge is still on. Well, I mean, not the gauge, the light. And this time I pull over in a place where I could at least get some air if I need it. And wouldn't you know it, the first time I pulled over, I just assumed that the the indicator was accurate. Hmm. Well, it wasn't a wasn't a right front, it was a back, <laughs> you know, a right back yeah. tire. So a, someone with, a, with, with more intelligence would have circled the entire car. I wouldn't have. <laughs> so you're, you're, not looking at, you're not looking at that kind of person. I would, I would have counted on the gauge to, well, there wasn't any, to have been accurate. Uh, there wasn't any indication. So that now the, the next worry is, well, I can get air there. I can't get, a, I can't get uh, assistance there. So clearly I've mm. got an issue with the tire. So now I'm, now I'm going old school <clears throat> where, I would, where I would reach 
into the back seat and pull out like the Atlas with filled yeah. with the maps yeah, yeah. because I'm in a, I'm in an area of the state of Ohio where I'm unfamiliar. Sure. And so I got to go on my phone looking at the maps cause I'm not putting in a direction. I don't know where I'm going, hmm. but find a, a town that ought to be just large enough where they've got a tire place. And uh, I ought to be able to find someone, even though it's approaching the end of the day on a Friday. Mm. So lo and behold, not only do I make it there, but people were very, very kind. So friends, <clears throat> our sponsor of Casting the Net, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> is Detroit, uh, Detroit Tire, I think it was called, in Xenia, Ohio. So if you're down there, I want you to stop in, thank Guy for being really <laughs> kind to Father Dave in a moment of crisis. <laughs> Did you ask him why Detroit in, what, central Ohio? Well, that's what I thought. I found out there was that the original founder of the place. Big Tigers fan. Lived on Detroit Street oh, okay. in Xenia. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> no, it's not about your Detroit Tigers. No, no. <laughs> well, last I checked, her uh, in second place in the central. <laughs> Check check back with me in a month. Yeah, right? but, I, that that comment might come back to you. That's right. <laughs> but crises, opportunities, um, just the kindness and generosity. You know, in that in that particular instance, feeling frustrated and how's this going to work out, and mm. um, so on and so forth. And when 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 goodness pierces the darkness, right? When the yeah. when the clouds are parted and the sun shines down and simply someone saying, sure, we can take care of that. Sure. We can look at that to come back and to say, you had something in the tire. We able to take it out. Um, you know what? This, this one's on us. Mm -hmm. No, 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 please. Let me, let me give you No, this one's on us. Mm. We're really happy to help you. Well, I probably never going to be in Xenia ever again in my life. (laughs) He said, it's okay. Yeah. So, uh, therefore, our new sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Even if he doesn't know it. <laughs> That's right. But the gratitude. Yeah. Right? Well, Initial and- crisis, frustration, worry, consternation. You know, doggone it. Everything's going off. I do something good and something bad seems to happen. It's, yeah. Gosh, the devil is constantly tempting like that. Yes. And, and all the goodness that you just described happened through materiality, happened through physicality, physical things, whether it's the, the human person of Guy, his tools, um, you know, the, the, the absence of rubber in your tire, which is, you know, leaking air. Which, a phone to figure out even where do I want to try to get mm-hmm. with a map that was accessible that way. Yeah. Lowercase s, sacramental yes. experiences, events, yes. as, you, uh, as you like to say. Yeah. You, you mentioned the last episode, if I recall this right. You were speaking about how God, um, well, chooses to act in this way. And, and there was an anthropological statement yeah. that you had said a few times about how we are, I'm going to quote John Paul II here, who hmm. really liked to refer to humanity as incarnate spirit. Yeah. Incarnate spirit. This body and soul. It's not one or the other. It's both. But both yeah. in a in a perfectly created way that mm-hmm. God has designed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's one of the central points of Catholic sacramental theology. Um, and we, we spoke last time about how there's a, there's a fittingness to the sacraments because of it. It also gets at um, why 
humans have to worship or why, why it's, I mean, have to is a relative term, but, mm. um, why Catholics at least are required to worship through ritual, mm. you know, because I'm a body soul composition because I'm an incarnate right. spirit. Is that what right. you Yeah. Right. All right. Um, you know, I, I don't, well, my psychological life, my emotional life, my intellectual life, all that's expressed through my body. Yes. Like it, it doesn't, yes. it doesn't, it isn't just beamed <clears throat> into you. So you understand it. Yes. You experience my friendship or, or my, uh, you know, warmth toward you through a handshake, a hug, yes. a high five. Yes. You know, when I'm, when I'm learning, I'm taking notes. That's a physical act. When I'm, when I'm teaching, you know, I, I lecture, I use you know, whatever tools are at my disposal. That's a physical act. I'm doing all these physical things to mediate what's going on inside of me, you know? And so wh why, why wouldn't we expect that our religious lives would be mediated through ritual as well? Yes. I mean, just even, even our, even our secular polities, even our secular, um, communities, sure. our, our, our country, our state, our, our city, sure. whatever. Um, you know, we, we gather together around physical symbols and rituals, yes. whether it's the flag, whether it's the pledge of allegiance, whether it's yes. rituals like independence days, yes. things like that. Yes. Um, so it's just a, it's like a natural human, um, nat natural aspect of our humanity that we would express ourselves in this manner. Yes. Um, so there's another, you know, pretty clear once you think about it, reason for the, for the existence, the establishment of sacraments. Yeah. You know, as you're mentioning that I was taken back to an experience I had earlier this summer on Memorial day, <clears throat> being in a Catholic cemetery mm. for mass. Mm -hmm. And yet the ritual that may have been most um, most searing for some of those who were present yeah. were the military honors that took place yeah. after the mass, the firing of the the guns and the um, the starkness of taps being played. And if you weren't moved, I, I don't even know what I could do yeah. for you, right? Probably didn't have a pulse. Probably right? didn't have a pulse, anyway. right? So you're right about the ritualization. That this isn't a religious thing. This is the spirit, incarnate spirit. So the spirit craves to express itself, right? Mm. Himself, herself. And how is yeah. how is that expression uh, displayed? Well, corporeally. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and if if the words you know fittingness or appropriate seem too maybe clinical or sterile, how about how about good for us? How about mm -hmm. health, healthy? That's a great way of you know, saying it. I mean, it's it's a great it's, way. Yeah, it's it's a part of who we are. It's it's written in our identities as, yeah. as embodied. In fact, what do we say? What creatures. do we say when someone is um, in distress? We'll say something like, "You've got to get it out," yeah. giving people permission to express themselves. Yes. Right? Yes. Don't repress. Right. There's a really interesting. The most um, godless will use that phrase. Yeah, but, but yeah, but they're but they're right, you know. And there's a rich, really interesting phenomenon, um, and we could talk about this when we get to sacrament of penance. But um, there, it, at least, it was the case, you know, five ten years ago. I don't know if it's still a rage now, but um, anonymous confessions. I mean, the, that word isn't used, but that's essentially what it is. Mm. The opportunity to confess, um, I don't recall if it's online or, or via telephone, but you can call somebody and just, just vent, just let out what you've done that you need to get off your chest. 
Huh. Um, it's not as a religious. Not, it's not a religious act. It's act. it's purely secular. Although huh. probably religious people take advantage of it. Maybe, maybe Christians who aren't Catholics and don't have that that hmm. uh, that sacrament built into their tradition. But hmm. um, yeah, it just just speaks to the need for what we've just been saying: human beings to uh, to express, yeah. to um, to to let out what is yeah. inside of them. Yeah, the ache of the spirit. Huh? Yeah. St. Paul will speak about it a little bit differently. He'll talk about the groaning of the spirit. Mm. And he's 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 really not talking about the self-spirit there. He's talking about the Holy Spirit yeah. within each and every one of us uh, desiring beyond imagining expression mm-hmm. through us, through our bodies, yeah. right? Yeah. And the marvelous thing about the sacraments is... Um, you know, at at the at the moment or the point of creation, Adam and Eve are created in a state of internal integrity, so mm-hmm. that their their emotions, their desires are in line with their souls. You know, they're, yes. they're in line with reason, and that's properly ordered toward God or properly directed toward God. And then after the fall, that integrity is lost, so that they get easily seduced and distracted by, and and we do too. You know, after the fall, uh, by material things. You know, we sort of lose sight of God's. We lose sight of, as, as we said last time, to quote Hopkins, you know, um, creation being charged with the grandeur of God. Yes. We lose sight of that. We we don't see um, creation as manifesting God or um, serving as an icon of God. Right. It's just something to be chased for itself, hmm. you know, in, in a disordered sort of way. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's a that that results from a wound that's in us, and it's fitting or it's appropriate that the remedy is applied to the wound in a way that's. Um, congruous that that it's it's um there's like a symmetry to it yes so it makes sense that since we have a problem chasing and being distracted by physical things yes god would use physical things to heal us interiorly and help us to see creation for what is what it is yeah and with that grounding our lord our blessed lord jesus establishes institutes begins uh, commences these seven unique experiences mm. and they're they're administered through his church they are expressly religious experiences as he is literally present in them we speak of sanctifying grace a power that that is uh, received in each of these experiences or events that does just that that sanctifies that sets us apart from that which is not god yeah right to be more ensconced within the very love of god yeah Uh, sacrament some some will say well sacrament the word isn't in the scriptures right and it's not. No, nope, but neither is not. Trinity. That's right. <laughs> but our friends, some of our friends, have no difficulty with that omission uh, mm-hmm. using that word liberally. Yeah, and for reasons we understand. Yeah, sure. But from the from the Greek in the in the New Testament, really mysterion. It's a trans. It's a Latin tra- translation of the Greek, mm-hmm. and a sacramentum. A sacrament was uh, it was a it was a uh, covenant. It was an oath. It was an oath that the Roman soldier would make to Caesar, so that the soldier would pledge his allegiance to Caesar. Caesar, of course, pledging his allegiance to the soldier. Mm-hmm. And so, the word itself 
sacrament transliterated here to the English mm-hmm. was was common in the Roman culture mm-hmm. that way. And here we have an oath, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, which we call, of course, in religious circles, a covenant. That's right. That God pledges to be present. And on our part, this is the proper disposition that's necessary for the reception of the fullness of grace. We um, present ourselves in, in a particular way in these moments where God is first. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what you were just saying there about uh, the word mysterion, which, uh, of course, is, you know, where, where our word mystery is derived. Yes. Um, and your point about, um, you know, covenantal relationships. As an oath. As an oath, yeah. Um, Sacred oath. Yeah. Um, it, it it gets me thinking about just what one of the necessary preconditions for, for sacramental sacraments and sacramental theology to work, and that's just the intimacy with which God is mm. is already related to mm. the world. You know, um, it's, I think sacraments are sometimes hard to, hard to accept or hard to wrap our minds around, um, because we live in a world that has been demystified, Yeah, you know, prior to the year 1500 or 1600, um, almost universally, you know, transcendent of religions, transcendent of different civilizations, the world was viewed as being mysterious. And, yes. and by that, I don't mean... Um, you know, a puzzle that needs to be solved, but yes. mystery in the ancient sense, which was that behind everything that we see and hear and touch and experience in other sensate ways, sensible ways, there's a deeper, more profound reality. Yes. Which for the Christian, of course, is, is the Trinity, the God of yes. the universe, right? Um, and so, you know, God is already intimately present yes. to us through his creation, right? And so it's a short step from that to sacraments, you yeah. know, the mysteries of the sacraments, which, you know, for, for, uh, for two partners to be covenanted, there has to be an intimacy. I mean, yeah. they, they can't, there can't be fragmentation. Yeah. There can't be separation, yeah. um, for God to enter into that sort of relationship with us. He has to be present to us and we have to be, you know, made present to him. Yes. And that's what he does to the sacraments, elevating us to that level. That is such a great insight. And thank you for reminding me of that intimacy. Maybe that's not a word that is as associated with uh, religious practice, and yet that's a, that's precisely at the heart of the experience: is encountering yeah. no less than the God of the universe in profoundly personal ways. We call that intimacy. Certainly, has to be something that's regained. Otherwise, I think we're we're left with what you spoke about last time: is just you know receiving sacraments to accrue. Yeah, you know grace as though it's yeah. you know a treasure to be hoarded or, or money to be yes. accumulated and a commodity yeah yeah, yeah. commodification of grace absolutely yeah that's a, there's a real danger with that that's that's a great insight again thank you for the 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 intimacy that's at the heart of the encounter with christ and also the demystification which really had as much to do with the enlightenment mm. now some of the protestant reformers will be caught up into that stream pretty quickly. Yeah. But it was uh, the arrogant um, claim of uh, of a few initially, uh, and then more and more as it became more unpopular, more popular, where, where mystery was viewed as enigma yep. that could be solved um, because we have the genius as humans to be able to figure out everything, yeah. that we become the locus for all. That's right. And, you know, again, we, this is not 
us being anti-science. It's not the Catholic Church being anti-science. Yeah. Um, I think most people, even people who hold the sciences in high regard, once they take a step back, realize that there there is something mysterious about the universe, yeah. and that manifests itself in lots of ways. I mean, it's it's pretty evident that our senses um, can exhaust what we encounter. And, and it's not because our, our vision is weak or our hearing is weak, although sometimes it is. It's simply because there, there is something um, mysterious undergirding or behind what we encounter every day. Yeah. Yeah. Friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. And we're so glad you're continuing to spend time with us as we currently are talking about the sacraments as God's great gift to us. Um, giving us opportunities to encounter divinity through ordinary elements, through, through material elements and ritualistic words uh, when spoken by those who are authorized to speak them in a particular context. Make God present or permit God to be present. We don't make him present. <laughs> but we, um, that, that God arrives because he's promised to do that. And we invite you to continue to hang out with us as we, as we venture in, in one way, maybe last word here, Rick, and I'm sorry. Um, I think framing the sacraments in the way that we have is essential rather than just rushing to say a catechetical definition yep. and kind of maybe, maybe going through the seven yeah. um, fairly quickly and catechetically. If, if we don't have the anthropology understood incarnate spirit yeah how we've been created how god became one like us and how god chooses to meet us in a lot of ways where we're at so that we can be elevated to him we miss the whole point that's right uh, i i don't think it's any secret that um you know reception of the sacraments in terms of numbers among the faithful is down um so hopefully you know by, by showing how the pieces fit together um, we've maybe resolved some difficulties in the minds of listeners and help them to see the wisdom behind the establishment of the sacraments. Mm. Friends, looking forward to having you join us next time. We're cast in the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.